Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The man, the myth, the legend himself, former Packers uh, chairman and CEO Bob Harlan joins us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. For more info, call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. That's 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. Good morning, Bob. How are you doing? Good morning. How are you today? I'm doing all right. Uh, Obviously, uh, a a day removed from hearing uh, about the passing of uh, Ted Thompson, who did a lot of great things, obviously, uh, when he was with the Green Bay Packers. I guess just your initial thoughts and and reactions uh, to the news coming out yesterday. Well, the the initial reaction was that Ted really deserved a a longer and a better retirement. He, He was a wonderful man, a very quiet man, very humble and had a wonderful work ethic. I mean, I, he had a remarkable career. He not only had a great career in Green Bay, but he started out very green working for for Ron Wolf. And yet Ron, who was a demanding boss, promoted him twice. And the first man that uh, out of this organization that Mike Holmgren wanted to take to Seattle with him was Ted Thompson. And I remember Ron coming into my office and saying, we just lost Ted. And, and I said, what happened? He said, Mike Holmgren wanted him, and, and he's going to take him. And I said, why'd you let him go? And he said, well, he's my best man, but he deserves his opportunity. And he went to Seattle, and he built a Super Bowl team and did a great, great job for Mike Holmgren. And I know Mike was very sick to lose him when we brought him to Green Bay. And, and Mr. Harlan, and I think that's what's forgotten about uh, Ted, that, though, that he actually helped build two Super Bowl teams in Seattle and, and in Green Bay. And, and I think if you look at the players on the roster right now, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, David Bakhtiari, Corey Lindsley, Aaron Jones, the better players that are on this roster right now were, were drafted by, by Ted Thompson. Absolutely. I mean, he did, like you say, built the Super Bowl team in Seattle, built the Super Bowl team here, the 145. And, you know, I, I will always maintain that his choice of Aaron Rodgers was probably the greatest draft choice in the history of the Green Bay Packers. And the interesting thing about it, 
is if you remember that day, Gary, that uh, Aaron was supposed to go first or second in the draft, and he sat on the board and sat on the board, and Ted always took the top name off the board. Whoever he had is listed as the best player. That's who he selected because he said, my obligation to the Packers is to build the best team possible. And as we got to about the 18th or 19th choice, and we, we were 24 that year, but when they got to number 18, Ted comes over to me in the draft room and says, Bob, could we step out in the hallway a minute and talk? And I said, of course we can. And we went outside and he said, Bob, if Rogers is there at 24, I'm going to take him. And it's not going to be a popular choice. I want you to know that. And I said, Ted, it's your ball club to run. You take whoever you want. So we took Aaron Rodgers, and the rest is history. I mean, uh, uh, the MVP, the Super Bowl, an elite quarterback. You look at the four quarterbacks in the playoffs this weekend, if you didn't have an Aaron Rodgers, you wouldn't be among those four teams. So we caught a lot of flack when when, uh, the Rodgers announcement was made. In fact, Gary, we had a a, a party, a draft party down on the atrium floor that day. And when Rogers was announced as our choice, the fans actually booed. And we got letters from fans saying, why in the world would, would Rogers go to you guys when you've got Favre and you've got so many other needs? And yet, like I say, I think right now it stands as the best draft choice the Green Bay Packers have ever made. And that's the way Ted worked. He didn't care if he was criticized. He knew it was a big boy's game, and he was take the criticism. But uh, like you say, a lot of the people are going to be representing this franchise Sunday are Ted's choices. You know, I was very impressed by Ted in the way that he handled the whole Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers situation in that he never wavered. I mean, he was just steely, just calm. I mean, you just, you just re- really didn't see him get upset. Every interview that he did was on point, and and I thought that's a, a great character of a man. Well, it was. I mean, he when, when he knew in his mind what he needed to do, he went ahead and did it, and I give him credit for that, and he stood by his choice. I mean, he never wavered on Rodgers. Aaron was the number one man on our board that day, and Ted was going to take him regardless of what people thought, and it paid off dramatically, but he was a young guy who just grew so well in this organization, and and I would, you know, he always told me, he said, Bob, I don't like to get behind the microphone. I don't like to talk publicly. And I said, don't worry about it. That's not what you're here to do. And yet when you would sit in the draft room, Gary, and watch him stand up at the blackboard and talk to the other coaches and scouts about why he liked a certain player, everybody listened. And you had to be impressed with what he knew, the way he talked about it, the study he had done on that individual. I always said you could find Ted in two places. He was either on the practice field or he was in the dark room looking at film and studying his next move. But he had a great ability to pick players, and I thought it was a a, a wonderful honor for him, really, when, when Mike Holmwood wanted to take him because uh, a few years ago you would have never said that Ted was the number one man on Ron's staff. But after being here six or seven years, he had elevated himself to that spot, and Ron hated to see him go. You know, talking with Bob Harlan here on the Wendy's Big Show, the one thing uh, that I think made Ted really stand out, even though it drove me and other fans crazy, uh, was his loyalty to his players and not giving up on guys after a couple of bad seasons. Uh, Mason Crosby went through a rough patch. I had had my fill. I was about done. 
Uh, stuck with him, and now look at Mason Crosby uh, kicking really well again. Uh, Devontae Adams went through his rough patch, stuck with him, and, you know, best wide receiver in the NFL. I, I think his loyalty to his players and his belief in his players was also a, a very strong trait of Ted's. It was tremendous. I mean, he uh, he had a lot of choices that people questioned, and, and he stayed with them. He wasn't big in free agency, and some fans didn't like that. But he had faith in the draft choices that he made, and and uh, if he got them, he was going to be his pay. If he made a big mistake, he would tell me. He said, "Bob, I, I blew it totally on this guy. We 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 got to let him go." But if he thought a player had the potential to help this franchise, um, he he was ready to pick him and stick with him. You know, when when I was getting ready to hire Ted away from Seattle, I. I had told uh, Mike Sherman what I was going to do, and I went to our executive committee and got permission to do it and everything. And just before I made the choice, I wanted one more confirmation. And so I called Ron Wolf, and uh, who has been long retired by that time. I said, Ron, I said, if I wanted to find someone right now to come to Green Bay and do what you did for me in 1991, would you have a recommendation? He didn't even pause. He said, absolutely, Ted Thompson. I said, Ron, you answered my question, and I hung up. And that's that's the confidence that Ron had in the man, and it just confirmed that uh, what he would do is come to Green Bay and, and help his franchise tremendously, and he did that. Bob, can you uh, give us a little insight uh, into Ted the guy? I mean, we all know him as general manager, press conference Ted, and so forth. Uh, but Gary gave us a little insight into into Ted away from the press conference scene yesterday. Uh, I did my best to do the same uh, with my interactions at him when we go to the draft combine. Uh, can you give us a little bit more insight uh, on Ted, the person, uh, outside of being GM? Yeah, you know, people really, it's too bad they didn't get to know the real Ted Thompson. We, we played in a lot of charity golf tournaments together. And whenever we were on the same team, Ted and I would ride in the golf cart. And... He had stories. He laughed. We we had a good time on the golf course. Uh, he had a very light personality. Liked to tell stories and and just there was a warmth to him and a comfort with him that you like to be with him. And I always was was bothered when people would make statements about him. But like, well, what's what's with Thompson? Why why doesn't he do this? Why doesn't he do that? If people in Green Bay and around the country were Packers fans knew how hard this man worked to build his franchise and to do what was the very best for this franchise, uh, they would have thought, you know, how lucky are we to, to be in Green Bay? I mean, when you go back, fellas, after the Vince Lombardi years, how, how this franchise struggled, and then you think that Ron Wolf came in here and, and made the trade for Brett Favre, and, and Ted Thompson comes in and drafts Aaron Rodgers, and here we sit 29 years later with two of the greatest quarterbacks who have ever played this game, MVPs, Super Bowl champions, elite at the toughest position to play in any sport. And I tell you what, I hope everybody realizes how lucky we have been to have these two men represent us. And Ron Wolf and Ted Thompson are the ones who deserve the credit for that. And you deserve a lot of credit for bringing them both in. You always try to deflect all of this, but it, it really all comes down to Bob Harlan, too, at the beginning uh, of this whole story. I, I want to f- follow up on what you just said about golf, because I wrote uh, I read an article by uh, Jason Wildey 
Uh, and he went on to do a little insight here, talking to family members of Ted's. This was a couple of years ago, a few years ago, whatever. And he, he talked about how competitive Ted Thompson was, even on the golf course and any walk of life. And I guess that's a side that a lot of people never got to see. Oh, he when, when we were riding in the golf cart, if he, he would tell me what I needed to do in the next shot all the time. He always had advice for me. And then we'd get up to the green, and he'd go up and tell us how to putt. And, <laughs> you know, just let us know what kind of club we needed for the approach shot. And, 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 and he wasn't very patient. He would be great in these, in these uh, little charity events if we moved right along. But if you came to a par three where sometimes they backed up, it might be the fifth or sixth group. He wanted to go to the clubhouse. Well, let's quit. Let's just leave. But uh, he was a competitor all the time. And um, he, he wouldn't be an easy person to know because he was such a private person. But you talk to people who really, really knew him well, and I would like to think I fall into that category. Uh, you, you respect him. You uh, were thankful you knew him. You were thankful you worked with him. Uh, you admired his, his diligence, his work habits. The kind of person he was, he was a quality, quality person that any family would like to say, Ted is my brother, and, and we love him. And when about three weeks after the um, banquet a couple of years ago, when Ted was inducted in the Packer Hall of Fame, his family wrote me a very nice letter and said that when we hired Ted Thompson in Green Bay, it was the greatest moment in the history of that family. And they could never thank us enough for what that meant to that family. And that was as nice a note as I ever received, and I, I truly appreciated it. But we don't ever take Ted Thompson lightly as far, as far as his abilities and what he did for this organization, because he's right at the top of the list of the top people we have ever had. And I also think, too, a measure of a, a great man. You look at the the guys that worked really underneath him or with him, you know, guys like Schneider down in Seattle. You look at McKenzie, John Dorsey, I mean, Elliot Wolf, Alonzo Highsmith. I mean, that was an incredible staff, and you can go on and on about all the successes that guys have had that work with Ted and underneath Ted. Oh, the, the tree he left behind is, is remarkable, Gary. Uh, in fact, the first, first person who called me about him passing away yesterday was John Dorsey, and John was very upset about it, and, and I know they all were. But, you know, I, I used to sit with Ted uh, in the press box uh, at both home and away games. And you could almost sit there for three hours and not say a single word to him. Uh, he was so into the game and what was going on and never showed a high, never showed a low until you, the game was over and you won. Then he would show it. But during the ball game. I got to the point I just knew I needed to sit there and just keep my mouth shut because he didn't want to visit. He was there to work. And even as, as when, when he was in the draft room and running the draft room, when the draft was concluded and it was time to look at who was still out there as a free agent that we could go after, to watch the way he handled it and the way he had it under control, he knew exactly who he wanted. He knew who he wanted to go after that individual told him to, how to do it, what to offer. Uh, he was just so in charge. And it reminds me a lot of Ron Wolf. He had a lot of Ron in him in many ways. 
And the people who worked for him had to treasure that opportunity to learn and see how to run a National Football League team because Ted knew how to do it. I, When I hired Ron and when I hired Ted, I told both of them when we hired him, it's your ball club to run. I promise you our board, our executive committee, we're going to stay out of it. It's your team to run. You, We need someone to run this football operation and turn this franchise around. And those two gentlemen did it. And I don't think we ever had to tell them no to anything. We let them have everything they wanted, and they produced for us. And I couldn't be prouder to have worked with Ted and to know Ted. Hey, Bob, I, I, do you have uh, time to hang around for one more segment by any chance? I sure do. Oh, that would be great. All right, so stick around. Bob Harlan, uh, former Packers chairman and CEO, will hang around for one more segment. It's the Wendy's Big Show right here on the Big Show Radio Network. It is the Wendy's Big Show live from the G. Wagner Plumbing Studios. Bob Harlan joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider uh, hiring drivers right now. For more info, call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. That's 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. Uh, and talking again with uh, the former Packers chairman and CEO, Bob Harlan, uh, right now. You know, the one thing that I guess I've never really asked you, I, I remember you t- telling us the story uh, about the way that it ended between Ted Thompson and Mike Sherman and then making that next choice uh, to hire Mike McCarthy and so forth. Did Ted Thompson and Mike Sherman, did they ever kind of make up and kind of come to understand how that whole thing played out later? You know, I don't know that they ever made up or not. It's, it's too bad if they didn't. I tell you what, um, Mike had a very tough time when I when I told him that I was going to uh, bring in Ted and and uh, take the general manager job away from Mike. But the pressure of the job, the two jobs had just gotten to be too much. We were doing a nice job on the football field, but our drafts were starting to suffer. And so I went to Mike one day and I said, Mike, it's effect- I can see this is affecting your health. It's probably affecting your family life. But I said, I'm going to bring in Ted Thompson as, as a new general manager. And Mike says, uh, I don't think Ted will ever come to Green Bay. And I said, well, maybe he won't. But I said, I want you to know about it before I make the move. I said, I owe you that. So we hired Ted. And I really found out that it's with both Ron and Ted, by the way, that it's it's tough for a a, a general manager to come in and inherit a coach he likes to pick his own coach but ted was very willing to to stick with mike he worked with him he didn't say anything to me ted didn't for a long time tried to work with with mike during the preseason and he came in and said yeah yeah we're, we're going to stick with him he, he's he's, he's going to be okay and i would go down to the practice field once in a while during the season and just not to watch the team as much as to see how are Ted and Mike getting along. And you would see Ted down there talking to Mike, and Mike's looking off to the side like he's not even listening. And we went, we went through the season, and Ted came in to me about the last couple of weeks of the year, and he said, Bob, as soon as the season's finished, I'm going to make a change. And I said, I'm not surprised, and you do what you want to do. But I gave Ted credit. He, he tried to work with him, and, and it, it, it just, Mike just wouldn't accept it. And I think Mike looks back today and regrets that because he was going to get a great general manager. He was going to have a great quarterback for a long time, and he could have been very successful here. And when it came time for Ted to pick his new coach, 
he had about eight candidates that he brought into Green Bay, and he asked me if I would meet with each of them downstairs when they came into the building and take them on a tour of the facilities and then bring them to him and let Ted know what I thought of, of that person. And I did that with each individual, and finally Ted went through the interviews. And he came to me at the very end and wanted to know my thoughts on it, and I told him, and he said, um, boy, the last interview I had it with Jim Bates, who at that time was on our defensive staff, he said, it was a great interview. But he said, you have a tendency to, to go with the last person you talk to. And he said, I'm going to go walk the hallways and think about this tonight, and I'll come back and see you in the morning with my choice. And I said, that's fine. He walked in the next morning. He said, I'm going to go with Mike McCarthy. And I said, what about Bates? And he said, well, he said, that was the last interview. And he said, I didn't want, want to let that overwhelm me. He said, when I weighed the, the strengths and weaknesses of everybody I talked to, Mike was bringing something to this franchise we didn't have, a toughness that we need. So he went with it. But, again, it shows the thoroughness of, of how he handled that job of, of selecting somebody. Uh, I, I think Mike Sherman feels badly about the way it broke up now. But, Ted, I give him credit. He tried his darndest to make it work. Hey, Bob, I, I want to interject on something here because I got something else I never asked you before. Because we've talked about the Ted and Sherman thing. But going back to Mike Sherman himself – how much did it change and shake up everything when Mark Hatley out of the blue passed away in the middle of that whole thing? Because he was kind of that VP of personnel guy for Mike Sherman. Oh, no doubt about it. It was a terrible blow. Terrible blow. Um, Mark Hatley would have been a, a good general manager himself, would have been a very capable general manager. And uh, his death was an enormous factor that is rarely mentioned. I'm glad you brought it up because it was a good relationship between the two of them. Mark had done a good job with the Chicago Bears before he came here. And he was a very valuable part of this organization. And it, it, it was a harm to him. But, you know, Mike got to the point he, he didn't talk to people. And his personality totally changed. I would have scouts tell me that, they were afraid to walk out of the office and go to the restroom because they were afraid they'd run into Mike in the hallway. Wow! And it just—and I told Mike this to his face. I said, Mike, the whole staff noticed. Members of the press told me after Mike left that they noticed it all the time. But there was a great change in his personality, and I knew it was. If he'd get on an airplane for a road trip, put on the earphones and talk to nobody, going or coming home, and. Um, we finally got to the point in the middle of the season. I just went into him and says, you know, Mike, I want you to know I'm going to have to make a change. But the Hatley death hurt him tremendously. But I think even if Mark had been here, I, I'm not sure that it wasn't still going to affect Mike in a lot of ways. You know, and, and I think moving forward, you look at right now, and I know you're not in the building anymore, but you look at Brian Gutekunst, and we – sit down, we talk to him, and he often refers to um, Ted Thompson. You know, he, he says, sometimes I know this is what Ted would do, or I hear Ted in, in the back of my mind as, as I'm making certain moves. I mean, you can just see Ted's blueprint really still all over the building, within the building, within some of the departments uh, in the front office. 
No doubt about it. When, in fact, you know, as I said, I often sat with Ted in the press box at home and away. And um, after I had retired, I liked to sit in a in a box with the scouts at the home games, just because it's interesting to hear what they say. And I didn't want to be in the press box or the executive committee booth. So I would sit with the scouts, and I would sit next to Brian once in a while. And he he had Ted all over me. He didn't say a word. <laughs> Uh, he, he was just the operator just the way Ted did. He concentrated on the game. He did no highs, no lows, just into the game and what was going on. And what a, what a scouting staff we had. It. I mean, yeah. we think about the Schneider and Dorsey and Gutekunst. I mean, it was a wonderful, wonderful staff. And the people who have gone on to become general managers, Reggie McKenzie, it was a very talented staff. That it all goes back really to Ron Wolf and uh, who brought so many of these people in and got them started. And and Goody takes after Ted Thompson a great deal. And uh, like I said earlier, the people who worked for, for Ron and Ted have to feel very fortunate because they really showed them how to run a ball club, how to build a team, and, and uh, maintain that team. And that's it's a tough job. And I feel we've had a couple of the very best, and Ted right up at the top of that list. Last one here, and I'm gonna let you get going here. Uh, and uh, most people don't know that you are a, a, a baseball guy too at heart. And today we learned the passing of of Hank Aaron. Uh, any stories on Hank? You know, they, Gary, I'm glad you brought that up. I, I just went out to my wife before we had got on our call, and I said, "My gosh, what a week this is." Bud Lee died a couple of years ago, a couple of weeks, days ago, rather. Right. And then Ted passes away, and now Hank Aaron and. Uh, I know one person today who is just devastated, and that's Bud Seelig. Bud and I talk all the time. He's a good friend of mine, thankfully, and he was so close to Hank Aaron. And, and uh, I remember when I when I first got out of Marquette uh, in 1958, and I worked at uh, UPI in Milwaukee for about eight months before I went to, to Marquette to work, and Hank was just coming up then, and just a young 19-year-old kid, and 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 what a fantastic career, and what a quality person. Um, I, I feel very fortunate, Gary. I, I've known some, my days with the Cardinals, Stan Musial was my boss, and there, I didn't think there was a nicer man in the world than Stan Musial. And then I get to, to, to come to, to Milwaukee and get to know Hank Aaron a little bit, not well, but just a little bit. But in talking to Bud Selig, I know that, there was no one he revered more than Hank Aaron. And so it's been a tough week for Wisconsin sports. And uh, with great respect for the man, what, what, what he did for baseball was, was remarkable and couldn't have been a better person to, to break Babe Ruth's record. A quality guy who uh, set standards for, for Major League Baseball. He is Bob Harlan, former Packers chairman and CEO. Bob, thanks for coming on uh, with everything going on. Totally appreciate it. And uh, I'm sure we will talk to you after the Packers win the Super Bowl. Well, fellas, I always enjoy being with you. Thank you kindly. You bet you take care. Mm -hmm. There he is, Bob Harlan, former Packers chairman and CEO. And uh, just love that dude. On the Schneider Orange Hotline, Schneider is hiring drivers right now. For more info, call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. That's 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.